Well, good afternoon and welcome to another exciting episode of The Honest Teacher. This is Lunchbox. I am a special education teacher in the Midwest and I have been teaching now for 11 years, I think, and all of them have been in special education. I received a bachelor's degree in general education, kindergarten through nine, and subbed my whole first year realized that I wasn't going to get a job in general education and I was clued into a special ed kind of endorsement program that was available over the summer. I took that and I've never looked back and special education has been my passion. Um, I really love writing IEPs. There's something about the art of, you know, creating a well-written IEP that just speaks to me and I have worked over the years to really hone in my skills as a special education teacher um, and the reason why I made this IEP was or this podcast was to kind of help you out um, there'll be times where I discuss strategies maybe some ideas there'll be plenty of times where I will just kind of vent and share some personal experiences that I've had um, the reason why I use a pseudonym is because I love my job. I love my students. I love my coworkers. I love everything about it, but it is a job. Um, there are some people that feel special education is like they're calling for on earth and they've always known they wanted to be a teacher and they call their students friends and they're the perfect Pinterest teacher. Uh, that's not me. And because that's not me, I will say things at times that will get me in trouble. So I don't want to jeopardize that. I don't want to put um, any of my colleagues in like a weird position to have to defend the kind of bullshit that I say. Oops, there was my first one. Um, so that's why I use a pseudonym. All right. Um, I try to make this a weekly or biweekly uh, podcast based on how I feel. I have been sick basically this entire winter and uh, I've been kind of off and on on how I've been able to do them. So uh, luckily I was able to sit down today and do I do them in my office. I lock my door, um, put paper over the door so no one knows I'm here. And this is kind of like my safe place. Uh, kids come in here, other teachers come in here, we sit and talk, but this is kind of where I hunker down. So um, I guess we can get to it. Um, today's episode is, I'm going to try to cover three things. Sick kids, restraints, since I am in special education, and it is a real reality of what we do, and workshops. Um, this is going to be a lighthearted uh, venting episode, so I won't hit a, be hitting a lot of the minutia of special education. So let's get at it. So sick kids, my fucking God. Okay. Um, I don't know about you, but the worst part of teaching uh, is the kids. Um, I have been a self-contained teacher for the last eight years, and I've taken maybe four maybe three to six sick days a year um, due to being sick myself or my children being sick. And I think I've been inoculated because the sicknesses that are in our classrooms, since we're self-contained, they don't really go anywhere. And so our immune systems are able to attack those pretty quickly, develop the resistance and move on. And so I haven't really been sick all that much. Like usually like a week, I feel really bad. Uh, I may take off a day or two and then I'll be fine. This year, oh my God. I am in a new position where I go to several different buildings. I teach social skills to several different classrooms and I communicate with teachers all around our cooperative. And I have been sick 
Jesus Christ, since October, it feels like. I know I was sick pretty much the entire month of October. I took maybe two or three sick days then. <laughs> um, and then I've, it's like I've recovered. And then these nasty little rats come in and get me sick again. This is what it's been like my October. I had a, I had a touch of the flu in the very beginning of February. And I got over that. I came back. I was fine for a week. And then all the coughing and sniveling and kids spitting. And I got sick all over again. And I now have bronchitis. I've used to get it pretty regularly when I was a kid. My lungs get attacked pretty quickly. And I've had a headache now for a week because I've been coughing so damn much. And it's because these kids, I walked into a classroom yesterday and it was like a fucking symphony of coughs. One kid would start coughing and then the whole fucking room would start coughing. And it was disgusting. And I honestly tried to do a social skills lesson. I already had a headache from my coughing. But these damn kids just would not quit coughing and sneezing and sniveling everywhere. And I wasn't able to do a lesson because I could not, I literally could not talk over them. And it was like that room needs to be quarantined. Just wrap it in cellophane. No one gets to leave until everyone is fine. It was disgusting. And I go into these little bitty classrooms, the classroom for the little bitty kids. I love them to death, but they all want to come up and they all want to touch you with their nasty little bug ridden fingers. They pick their nose, they pick their asses, and they all want you to love them. And it's like, uh, no, I smooshed a kid in the face the other day because I didn't want him coming near me. I literally stuck my hand out and just tapped him in the forehead and pushed him backwards. I was like, not today. I've been sick enough. And sometimes you got to protect yourself, man. You just got to protect yourself. That was one of those days. Um, you know, parents, keep your nasty ass sick kids home because it makes everyone sick around you. Um, and I know as teachers, you feel the same way because we do not like getting sick because we get sick. We have to go home, be with our families and get them sick. And it's just a vicious cycle that no one likes to be around. So um, kids are nasty. It's okay to say that they're disgusting and they get each other sick. And then because I see so many different rooms, I'm like like a contagion monkey, I'm sure. I'm sure I've passed around a sickness because I go from one building to another who hasn't had that brand of sickness, and now I get to spread it around. Um, there was an episode of... <coughs> uh, there's, a, there's a doctor show with Zach. Uh, Zach was his nuts. And there was an episode where a woman, they illustrated how she was getting everyone around them sick. Scrubs. There's an episode of Scrubs where... Um, every time a woman came by her, like her hand was highlighted or something and everything she touched got people sick and she wound up killing a dude at the end because he had a low immune system. I feel like I'm that woman. Like I'm the woman that's getting everyone sick because these fucking kids come to school and they're nasty. All right. That's my event on that. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is restraining. There's been a really bad rep about restraining and isolated timeouts um, because of a story that came out um, in a neighboring state where schools were abusing a timeout room and they were locking kids in these rooms for hours and they were like headlocking kids and it was really disturbing but it painted a bad light on top of everybody and so our strategies with an isolated timeout room is like a padded room where when a kid is physically violent to himself or others you can put them in a room it's a magnetic lock door someone holds it until the kid is calm and then we can talk to them and then bring them back into the classroom these are all in self-contained buildings i've never seen like an actual properly used blue room in a general education setting because there's people typically people aren't there trained to know how to use it um the cooperative that i work for we are trained in crisis prevention 
and we know when to use that and so part of what we do is we have to restrain a child now when you hear restrain i know you think of like someone holding the kid down no we have very specific safety protocols we follow usually it involves two to three people and there's usually a, a, a staff member on each arm and then we are sitting down with the kid in chairs and their chest is well exposed breathing is never restricted and we have to monitor there's someone there there was always someone there to monitor to make sure the restraint is going well um sometimes restraints do go bad uh, i had one of these instances yesterday where a child was just spitting constantly and um <coughs> while we were restraining him, he was spitting all over us my legs were covered in spit and he was spitting on us and if we were to let him go, he would just become violent and tear up the room and tear up, try to attack. I was physically attacked by him. Uh, that was just a second. Um, at one point, we we noticed the smell of urine, and we looked over, and the kid had pissed himself. Um, he had done so purposely. He told us in a previous restraint he was going to do that, and sure enough, he did. So I literally went home smelling like piss. Um, so at one point, we stood the kid up because that was he was showing us that he couldn't sit down and so we stood him up we were holding him and the fucker kicks me in the dick like he reached over and bent his leg in this weird contortion fucking way and he kicked me right in my dick and the first time i was like okay that was a lucky shot there's no way he meant to do that well about 30 seconds later he does it again and this time he got me square and like i almost doubled over and i motioned to someone watching and they nodded it yeah they indeed saw that too um and he went for a third time and I was able to block with my left hand. He goes, yeah, I knew you, that was going to happen. And so the little fucker aimed. And so the, the, the lady that was retraining with me, she got it too. And he went right for her vagina and tried to kick her in the cooch. And she stopped it and then we wound up like turning so he couldn't get it. So when the retraining was all over, we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, this dude kicked me in the dick. And she said, I know. And she said, I'm actually leading a training on restraining and I'm going to bring this up. We're going to call it the old dick kick. And so now I'm a meme because the kid kicked me in the dick. I'm a meme now. And it's fucking bullshit. Um, but it was funny because like, I mean, I wasn't even mad. You think if you get kicked in the dick, you're going to be really upset. Not me. I wasn't even upset. I was like almost proud of the kid. I was like, you know what? You did that. <laughs> you kicked me in my dick. I got kicked in the dick. Okay. That's a... Um, environmental threat sometimes. Sometimes I just got kicked in the dick. Uh, and yesterday was my turn. That was my turn. Um, I've been punched before. I hate being spat on. That's the one thing I can't stand. And this kid spit all over my arm and he was wiping the snot on my sleeve. And it was just disgusting. So then, you know, it took about an hour. And then another hour to go over the notes with our supervisors. And so it was 5.30 before I got home. And when I got home, I totally forgot about all that. And I told my wife before I left what happened. And I come home, <laughs> I just instinctively went to give her a hug. And she smooshed me in my face. She said, oh no, you got pissed on. You're not coming near me. And then I realized, oh yeah, I got pissed on. And then I told her about the dick kick. And she says, no way. And so I put her in the half of the hole and I said, try to kick me. She couldn't do it. I said, the kid got me. And she laughed and now I'm the dick dude. So whatever. All right. Um, but we hate doing restraints. I hate it. I've doing it now for 10 years. I hate it. I don't, I've never met anyone that likes doing it because it is, um, 
you know, it does break a bond between the teacher and the child. And you have to work hard to rebuild that. And we always do. Anytime we have a restraint, either the day of or the day after, we meet with the child as a team and we go over what happened. We make sure the child knows we do never want to touch them and we care deeply about them. We want them to be safe. And then we work out an action plan to ensure that we don't have to restrain again. And, you know, that usually works out for a couple of weeks. So it's it's always a last resort we have guidelines now we can only restrain when the child is being um there's imminent danger to the child or staff and that's the only time we restrain and it's good because you really avoid situations where someone may just be upset at the child and they just want to show the child who's boss and that never happens with us but now with these guidelines we make sure it never ever does happen so i mean it's all good and you know just don't get kicked in the dick because that's what i'm gonna say there so anyway um last thing i want to touch is workshops um we all have to go to the fucking things and i hate going to workshops and i am an awful participant in workshops and i gotta tell you i um, i'm just the worst and i actually had an opportunity i had to lead a workshop and so i had to be on the other side and i was terrified because i thought everyone hated so what i did was at the beginning of the workshop i just sat down and i said hey I want this to be a conversation. I got a lot of stuff I need to cover, but we can just talk. And that's what it kind of what it turned up being. Um, it was about how to write transition IEPs. And um, I didn't get through half of my slides because we had such a good conversation about it. And we covered all kinds of different stuff. And I may cover that in a future podcast. But, you know, workshops in my state we're required to have a certain amount of professional development hours i think it's 120 over five years every five years you have to do 120 and they are important um sometimes they're a day off work i love taking the ones that i know i don't give a shit about and i'll just go and i'll just go through the motions i'll never participate and i'll just get my eight hours and i'll go home one thing i did find is in my state we have we can take online Uh, professional development courses and it's through a website called advancement courses and i don't know if your state has the ability to take those but they're fucking amazing it's like a like a college level online class and it's 45 hours i took one last year one this year that's 90 hours and basically the required workshops i have to take for my my job will meet those for i've got three years to go we'll meet those for the rest of the year and um I'm really excited because they're really easy. Like you just do some work and you comment on uh, fucking threads and piddle around. Uh, and then you just, you get A's and shit. Um, this, this one I'm doing now, um, the teacher called me out. She's like, I can tell you're just not really trying. And so I had to try a little harder on this one, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, but if you have a chance to lead a workshop, talk to your people you're doing it with and let them know this can be a, just a conversation or we can just go through the slides and be done with it. Uh, it actually went a little long, but no one complained, even including myself, because it was a good conversation we had. Um, I hate sitting through those where the fuckers just read off the uh, slideshow and it's just boring as sin. No one gets anything out of it. Everyone's on their phones or on their laptops chromebooks or fucking grading papers um i didn't want that and luckily that never really happened so you know workshops some shit we got to go through but you know you can make it your own so this podcast was on sick kids kids are gross watch out take a lot of vitamin c um don't be afraid to take 
sick days either. I've taken a bunch this year and I don't give a shit. I get 13 a year and I'm going to use them if I have to. Um, I try to bank them because they roll over for retirement, but fuck it. If I'm sick, I'm not coming to school. Um, so avoid them. Take sick days. Restraints. I just told you a funny story about me having a restraint. Don't do them unless you have to, but don't get kicked in the dick. And then finally, workshops. Um, if you got to go to them, suffer through it. If you're going to lead it, talk to the people. Let them know you care and that you want them to have a, uh, a good time with you. Because they're being forced to be there. They don't want, probably want to be there. And <clears throat> all they want you to do is let them know you care. And if you do that, you'll probably be okay. So, um, this has been a, another exciting episode. I hope you didn't have kids listening because, damn, I cussed a lot in this episode. Um, hopefully, the next one, I'll be able to cover more IEP stuff. So, if you like IEPs like me, well, you nerd, you're going to get at it. So, as always, go out there and kick some ass. <laughs>